0: Welcome today to Kingdom Concepts. Uh, What a beautiful day it is, amen, for us to come together and enjoy another time in the Word of God. Amen. We've been talking about change, and let me tell you something. Change is such a powerful agent. It is something that is required in your life if you are going to grow, if you're going to excel, especially in the life of a believer. Amen. We go from one glory to another glory, from one change to another change into his image Mm -hmm. and uh and that requires work it does you know we're living in a time
1: especially when the other person doesn't want to change as fast as you want them to change
0: oh man sometimes it feels (laughs) like you're dragging people into change you know or you're forcing people to change well
1: we're going to be talking we're not going to be talking to you about change for other people we're not going to be talking to you about change that other people need to do we're going to be talking about change that we need to do
0: yeah you need to do and, and you know when if you hadn't had an opportunity to see our last two episodes i'm telling you we've been talking about change now this is our mm-hmm. third uh episode concerning change and so go back binge watch amen you can see any of our uh episodes and then like and subscribe to this channel so that way you don't miss out on what we're also going to be talking about next week. And so this is just such a such a good thing. Amen. I wish we knew more about change like what we're teaching when we first got saved. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, you know, I'm like, God, we would be in such a different place. But, you know, we all, we all grow according to where we're at. Yes. You know, one of the last things that we said in our last episode regarding change is that Greatness is experienced by those that refuse to remain the same. Amen. I mean, it's like if you're going to experience greatness, it's going to happen because you don't want to stay the same. You don't want to keep living the life you've been living. You, you you read the word of God and see what he says your life should look like. And then you make a decision that you're going to do what you have to do to obey this word so that you can have that life mm-hmm. and, and the blessings that come with it. Because it's not God's choice um, you know that people have a bad life. It's not God's mm-hmm. choice that some folks go to church, but it just seems like nothing good is still happening to them. And that's because people allow things to happen mm-hmm. to themselves. People allow things to happen to their marriage, their families, on their jobs. It's, it's not that God's doing it, Mm-mm. but people do a lot of things to themselves. And until you come to a, a place where you are faced with change... Um, you're going to remain the same. Mm-hmm. And God's word is the thing that always produces the greatest results. Um, we were talking about um, John chapter 6, mm-hmm. I'm here. verse 63. And this is powerful. Grab, a, grab your Bible, grab a notebook, amen. You're going to want to take some notes, amen. And uh, I, I think this is going to be a part one today and a part two next episode. Remember, every Monday, we we put out a new episode for you to enjoy. Let us know how you guys uh, have been um, experiencing change in your life as a result of what we've been teaching you. We'd love to hear your testimonies. Amen? So, why don't you go ahead and read that, my love. Um, John chapter
1: 6, verse 63. Okay. It it is a spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life.
0: So, look what Jesus says right here. He says, the flesh... Profits nothing. Um, he says, my, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. And it, their spirit and their life to those that find them. You know, it, there's no, it's, there's no uh, it makes complete sense to us now that we're saved why the Bible says the devil comes to steal the word. Mm-hmm. Because if the word is life, when he takes the word away from us or puts us in a place where we're Christians but we don't read our Bibles... He's, he's taking our life because the word of God is your life. Amen. And uh, and it's important for us to understand the dynamics and the power of a word from God. You know, Kenneth Colton has been saying this phrase forever. You know, one word from God can what? Change, change your, your life. life. And it can change your life forever. That's right. Amen. When you get a word from heaven that uh, just a a revel, you know, to where it's a a rhema word. Amen. And when you have a a rhema word, it can cause a revolution of change to come forth if you respond to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you lay hold of that word, because, again, there's life in the word. Mm -hmm. Amen. There's there's spirit. You know, this the the word of God is what makes you spiritual. Amen. And so his word is so important. So Satan's going to do everything he can to try to keep you from the word. That's why, you know, uh, you know, some people, they never read their Bibles. You know, some people, you know, they they hit and miss so much church, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's Satan trying to keep them from the word, because when you have the word, you will have life and you can have change. I mean, it's available if you choose to. Now, when I was when I think about change, You've you've shared your testimony, you know, uh, recently. I think about this story in the Bible that's found in John chapter 5. And I encourage you to turn there right now in your Bibles. John chapter 5, so powerful. Um, Basically, the Bible, you know, just to kind of set the stage for this. Because we can learn a lot from this encounter right here. Mm -hmm. You know, and what really drove this home for me was when I went to Israel... I went for a walk one day all on my own down the Via della Rosa, and you find the, these the pools of Bethesda. You find them near the end of the road on Is the Via della Rosa. Yes, there's like five.
1: Oh, and I always think when the pool of Bethesda, I always think one.
0: No, it's 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 like there's like five pools, and I always thought they were huge. Mm-hmm. They're like the size of a big jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. They're not I- like big, big, but the the. The, the area around it is huge, though. And so here we find this situation back in 2,000 years ago.
1: I always think about the Whenever I think about that, it's like, man, if I was that guy, I'd have been swimming in that sucker every day just in case the waters were Stay trendy. in the water. So stay in the water. Get pruny, but stay in the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what it says in, uh, in John chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 9. I'll go ahead and read today. He says, after these, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, which is called the in Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind halt withered. And they were waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water and whosoever then first uh, after the troubling of the water, stepped into the water, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, get this right here, verse 5. And a certain man, listen, this is a real story. A certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. 38 years, this guy had a, a this dysfunction in his life. And for 38 years, he'd been there at that pool. I love what the Amplified Bible says. It says... And there was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated lingering disorder for 38 years. And when Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been there a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you want to become well? Are you really in earnest about getting well? I mean, can you imagine this kind of situation? Mm -hmm. You think about how Jesus comes into people's lives and he didn't tell the man, can you tell me your story? Let's begin with when you were born. <laughs> you know, he, he wanted to know, do you want your life to change? That was the question is, do you want your life to change? You, you, you're here to get well, but do you really want to be well? Mm-hmm. Because he knew this man had been there for a long time. Now this is for somebody that's watching today or some somebodies. Maybe there's an area of your life or maybe some areas where you have a lingering disorder. <laughs> You've been serving God for a while, and you're like, man, I just cannot get victory in this area of my life, or there's this situation, I keep doing the same thing over and over again, and maybe you've been doing it so long to where now you've become comfortable with that being a part of your life, and maybe you're at a point to where you don't even think that change can ever come because it's been there so long that you've just come to coexist with it. To where you've you've stepped to a place to where now instead of you not tolerating it, now you're making excuses for it. Because that's what happens a lot of times is that when we have an area that doesn't change, I've watched people try putting the blame on others, and then eventually they'll quit blaming others and they'll blame God. Mm -hmm. They'll blame others for why they're there, and they'll blame God for why he allowed them to be there. And it shouldn't be like Mm -hmm. that. You know, I hear this man Jesus seen him, and man, Jesus' heart was moved. He's like he could tell this guy's been here for a long time. Yeah. And then it goes on to say in verse seven, it says that after he asked him, "Do you want to be made whole?" You know, and how I many know that's kind of like an odd question. The guy's there, obviously wanting it, but Jesus wanted to know, "Are you just here, or do you really want
1: change?" change?
0: Yeah. And it says that the impotent man answered him, "Sir, I have no man." Nah, I mean, we could minister he on this. He didn't
1: answer Jesus.
0: No, he started with the excuse.
1: Exactly. He, Jesus asked him a question. Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be made whole? And he should have immediately said, yes. Yes, I want to be made whole. Not, well, but I'm not because of this or that. He immediately began to make excuses why there had been no change.
0: Well, he was, re- he was giving him what he had been rehearsing for 38 years. That's right. His excuse for why he hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. He says, I have no man. And see, this is the thing. Let me tell you something. As long as other people are your excuse for why right. you have that dysfunction, as long as someone else is your reason, then you will never change. Because you do right. not have to change what you don't own. That's right. So it's important for you to own it for yourself. As long as you're blaming other people, well, my wife made me do this. My husband made me do that. Oh, because of this man or that man or this woman or that woman or this situation, that situation. You will not change what you do not own. Mm-hmm. This man immediately begins to go into his, you know, the thing that he's been telling everybody for 38 years. He says, I don't have no man. He says, when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming down, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Mm. Now, this is what I love about the Lord is God's not going to sit there and, and listen to us. Give him our excuse for why we are the way we are. He shows up to give us a word to, to exactly. that we can reach for. And if we obey that word, then man, we can experience change. But it all comes back to you Mm -hmm. making a choice, making a decision. Amen. And sometimes it's not an easy thing. This man was so comfortable in that dysfunction. It was a lingering disorder to where this was a part of his life. 38 years? Wow. This man had this disorder longer than some people have been married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like or alive. This thing had been there for so long. But Jesus tells him, rise. Or Amplify says, get up. He's like, man, quit staying down. Get up. But this man, he's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Get up. Take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is awesome. Look at this. One decision changed what 38 years couldn't. One decision, and notice what it was that changed him. It wasn't faith in the pool. It was faith in the command of God, get up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, the word of God, it is spirit and it's life. That man's response to the word is what brought the change that he had been desiring yeah. and, and had the change that had avoided him
1: mm-hmm.
0: for 38 years. Go a little bit deeper with this. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. You're doing good. All right. Check
0: this out. And immediately the man was made whole and he took up his bed and walked. And on the same day, it was the Sabbath. You know, and this is the thing. Let me just kind of want to back it up. You know, this man, the Bible says in the first four verses that there he was hanging out at the pool with all these other people that had dysfunctions Mm -hmm. and they were waiting. Check this out. What were they waiting for? They were waiting for the angel to come down, touch, stir the waters, mm-hmm. you know, so they're over here waiting, amen, for something to happen, amen, for them to experience the yes, change huh. that they desired. But this is what happens is you got a lot of people that have been in their dysfunction so long that they go from waiting to wasting. Mm-hmm. Man, they're wasting their life, they're wasting their testimony, they're wasting their purpose because they're, they're staying in that same place, you know, for so long. And... You have to want change. I mean, you have to want to rise up. You want things to be different. Mm -hmm. The moment that you accept dysfunction, you will never reach for change. Mm -hmm. You know, do you remember when I quit smoking? Yes. Eliana tried being the Holy Spirit for a while. And I would smoke, and cheese to... I mean, I felt bad. I hated... I, I got born again. I got delivered instantly from drugs and alcohol addictions. Instantly. And you did, too. You never smoked. Mm-hmm. And I'm still... I
1: smoked, but not... Yeah. That kind of smoke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so... For me, it was like, man, I hated smoking cigarettes. And, and man, I, would, I did all kinds of stuff. You know I did. Man, I, I was ashamed of it. I, my, the only people who knew I smoked was my wife, my pastor, because I told them, hey, man, I'm still dealing with this, and my mom. And I remember... And Aleia, our daughter. Oh, gosh, man, my daughter. She'd come she up and... She was i I'd be sitting outside smoking a cigarette, and she'd walk up and put her little hand on me and go, Jesus, oh, my daddy quit smoking. And I'm just over here going... <laughs> and then what would I do? She goes, look at you, you bad influence. Your daughter's even over there praying for you. She knows what's right and you're still doing it. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, we didn't know no better. We'd just been saved for a couple months. But I remember throwing away packs of cigarettes, destroying cigarettes, and you know, did everything I could to try to quit smoking and it wasn't happening. And I remember going to God and going, oh God, oh God, why won't you take this from me? Oh, God, why won't you hear my prayer? Lord, why won't you deliver me? And I'm trying to put the blame back on God, just like this guy. I have no man. How come you won't do this for me, God? And I remember the Lord told me, he said, Josh, he goes, I heard your prayer the first, first time you asked me to help you quit smoking. He goes, you just like smoking. And I was like, you put it back on me. You're right. I do. I just like smoking. Yeah. But I remember it came down to me making a decision. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was because I received a word from the Lord. Because I kept looking at every time I tried and failed. And the Lord told me one day, it was on a weekend. He said, Josh, he goes, you just need a new day. He said, you need to quit, quit looking at all the times you've tried and failed. He said, and you just need to believe in the new day. Mm-hmm. He says, this right here can be behind you if mm-hmm. you choose to have a new day. And so I had a new day. And I got set free that that's week. Right. As a matter of fact, it was the week that you quit telling me anything.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's and a whole nother story. That's
0: a whole nother story. But, but here we go. We have this man that's in this situation. I think a lot of us can relate to this man, you know, to where we've all had excuses for why we are the way we are. And, and notice Jesus didn't say, all right, all you guys that aren't here helping this man, get over here and help him get up. Jesus didn't go with the man's excuses. Jesus knew the problem wasn't that he didn't have no man. Jesus knew the problem is that this man doesn't want to change bad enough, you know, to make a right decision. Amen. Jesus, when he told him, rise up and walk, basically what he was addressing was the only person that can change your situation right now is you choosing mm-hmm. to have a change. Mm-hmm. You taking what I'm telling you in, 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 by faith, and it'll bring the life that you're wanting. And that's exactly what he experienced. You know, and this was God telling him, you know, step forward. Now, what I find interesting with this with this story is that, you know, Jesus did it on the Sabbath. And and as you read on, you know, it says that the the religious people got all upset when they seen this guy, you know, walking, you know, uh, and, and they and they asked him, you know, hey, man, who made you whole? You know, and it says right here. You know, that the guy didn't know because Jesus disappeared in the crowd. Verse 14 of John chapter five. It says afterwards, Jesus found the man in the temple. Now, check this out. The guy's going to the in the right direction. Yeah. He went from this pool, you know, where he's wanting to get touched by an angel to where now he's been touched by the word of God. And now he's in church. Amen. That's a good place to start. Amen. Is to start in the house of the Lord. Don't just receive something from God and then turn away. Amen. Follow through because there's more change available, amen, if you'll put yourself in a position to receive the word of God. And churches are a great place to receive the word. But notice what happens here. Afterwards, verse 14, it says, Jesus found him in the temple and he said unto him, Behold, you are made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing comes on Mm. you. Mm. The Amplified Bible says this. Afterwards, when Jesus found him in the temple, he said to him, See, you are well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Mm -hmm. Jesus right here was revealing what was really the source of what was going on in this man. Um, This man was doing something that people didn't know about. And the results was this 38 year disorder. And sin will always cost you. You know, it'll cost you the life God wants you to have, the peace God wants you to have the joy he wants mm-hmm. you to have. Mm-hmm. And i have how many times have we seen people to where God's brought a dynamic change? Okay. Now, we've seen people that were on, hooked on crack get set free. We've mm-hmm. seen marriages that were destroyed be yes. put back together. Yes. Uh-huh. We've, we've watched miracles. Man, we've watched people get healed of cancer. I mean, we've watched God do amazing things. Yes. And then we've watched people just choose to keep going the same direction they were going mm-hmm. even after receiving that. Why is that?
1: Because they don't stay in the change that happened to them. They don't stay, let's like this guy, he gets healed, he gets everything, and then Jesus finds him again to remind him, hey, you know, stop sinning or something worse is gonna come on you. And I think a lot of times people get in that place to where they 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 have everything that they want. God has restored their marriage, God has come through and did everything he said he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. God did that. God yeah. did this. You nobody but God did this. God did what he said he was gonna do. And then people back out and they quit doing what they said they were going to do. Yeah. Lord, I, I, I want my marriage healed. Lord, I'm going to quit to having adulterous affairs. Lord, I'm going to quit ignoring my wife, ignoring my husband. Lord, I'm going to quit doing these yeah. things that cause my marriage to fail. And I'm going to quit doing these things, restore my marriage. And God does. Grace, mercy comes, restores marriage. Then you have this marriage and then all of a sudden those things that you said you were going to change step back. And you begin to start doing those things again. So, then, oh, God failed me. No, no, no. You stepped back. You know, I'm not saying that that's yeah. why it has to be. It could be other things. It could be...
0: Well, I think what happens a lot of times is like this guy. He was in... Here he is. He's... Where, where the pools are located at is right on the... Uh, it's, it's just outside of where the temple was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is on the road that took you right into the temple. When you're in Jerusalem, you, you see this in old mm-hmm. Jerusalem. To where... So here he is in a he's on he's, he's he's in a he's in a position that's not good, man. He's with he's with people that are that are dysfunctional, just like him, because dysfunction always loves company. Mm-hmm, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you, these guys have been sitting around every day, looking forward to being together with their other friends that had dysfunction, so they can all tell each other about why they were still there. <laughs> you know, and I think what happens sometimes is is that God will reach into where a person is a person is at, bring a change. They respond to God. They receive a miracle. They receive a change. And then this is what happens is they go from being in that place at the pool into being in a better place in the temple. Now the guy's in church. So we've seen people that that's what's happened is they're in a better place. But if you don't choose to continue to make the same kind of changes, if you don't choose to continue to be obedient to the word Mm -hmm. of God, then you can be in a better place, but your life's going to stay the same. That's right. You know, because I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of people that go to great churches and their life stay the same. And it's not because the church is a bad church. It's because they, they've they chosen to be in the right location, but they're still doing the wrong things. And that's what Jesus, that's why yeah. Jesus showed up. He's like, hey, dude, he's like, quit sinning, man. Yeah. He's like, sin's what basically is telling him sin is what held back this healing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grace is what's brought healing. But if you keep doing what you're doing, that that thing that you were dealing with for 38 years is nothing compared to what's getting ready to happen to you now That's if right. you don't quit doing what you're doing. There's always root to the fruit. The Bible mm-hmm. says the curse doesn't come without a cause, you know. And I think that when it comes to us moving forward in life, um... People need to understand that a, a great future doesn't require a great past. Mm. <laughs> it requires is a decision that's right. that you're not gonna be the same. That's right. You know? So, I mean, what would you tell um, our audience today? What would you tell someone that maybe there's something that's been lingering in their life? You know, something that's still a part of them. Maybe it's a it's a sin or it's the result of a sin. What would you tell someone that's been a part of this this uh, teaching today?
1: Well, I would tell them to do what God told you, just to have a new day. Whether there is things that you have done and it's a constantly, every single day, uh, you know, I want to be different. One day I'm not going to do this. I talked about this a couple of, last week, you know, there's things in our life that we say, one day I'm not going to do this, or one day I'm going mm, to do this, on, one on. day I'm going to have this, or one day this. What are you doing tomorrow to get you to the place where those results that you want will come to pass. What are you doing tomorrow to make that happen? So tomorrow when you have a new day and tomorrow when you're, you're in that day that you you haven't done anything yet, tomorrow when you're in that new day, make a decision and make a choice to change your habits so that you have a new day In Christ and you'll see that all those things will pass away and God will change those things in your life that you yield to him. That's really important. You need to yield to him. You know he had a new day and he quit smoking cigarettes because he had a new day and a yielded new day. The sun rises every day no matter what north, south, east, west, the sun, right? you can see the sun rising wherever you may be. But if when you wake up in the morning that day, you don't make a decision to yield your day, then it's just going to be another day that you do, you do yourself. So yield your day to him, tell him to help you with it. And you will have a day that is a lasting, you will have a day that there's change and you will have a day that, um, that exemplifies what God wants to do in your life. So wake up, have a new day. Uh, make sure you're listening to these broadcasts go back watch them if you haven't already like and subscribe to our, our YouTube channel that way and then there's a little alert button if you push that button anytime that we come up it'll alert you so if you can push that that would be great we love you you have a blessed day and we'll see you next time